0: We're in a series, this is week two, and the series is I'm Still Standing. Anybody still standing out there? I mean, you've been through it, but the waters, even though they were gushing in, they didn't overflow you. Even though you were in the fire, you didn't get burnt. You're coming out not smelling like smoke. Even though you went through it, you're still standing. And last week we talked about, we talked about where we stand matters. Where we stand matters. We talked about in suffering we said that suffering develops endurance just think about working out if you're not suffering when you're working out I'm not sure you're working out but there's something about something about going to the gym and looking pretty and leaving looking pretty but that ain't working out but when you go and you leave and just all sweaty and nasty. You know what I'm talking about? When you're, when, when you're telling yourself, self, you need a shower. That's when it's a good workout. And what does it produce? It produces endurance. It produces endurance so that we don't quit. This first thing we said is that suffering literally develops endurance and endurance develops my character. And God wants me to be like Jesus. And if Jesus suffered, I'm gonna suffer if the world didn't like Jesus, the world is not going to like Jesus and me all the time. Maybe you're here and, and you're suffering. There is pain in this present moment in your life. And, and what I want to say to you is just, 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 just don't run because God's working on you. God's working on you. God's working on me. God's making me more like Jesus. And we're like, well, this hurts. Surgery normally does. Yeah. Well, I'm a little sore after surgery. Yeah, yeah, because God had to open you up. God had to address some things, change some things. And, and he's doing doing that in our life and it's called sanctification that God is making us more like Jesus. You know why? Because God wants other people to see Jesus in us. You see you are you are the only bible that a lot of your friends and family read. And so when people look at my marriage, when people look at your marriage, they ought to see Jesus. When they look at my life and when they look at your life, they ought to see Jesus. And you know, here's something awesome One of the best ways for people to truly see Christ in us is when we are in our own garden of Gethsemane. And instead of running, we're running to him. People say, oh my gosh, my heart breaks for that person. And in the garden of Gethsemane, the olive trees in Israel, all over the place with olives, And the garden of Gethsemane is all about the crushing. But you see, it's that crushing that produces the oil. The oil of anointing, the oil of gladness, the oil. It's the oil. It's the crushing. It's the pressing in. And sometimes that happens to us. And God will allow it to happen to you just like he allowed it to happen to Jesus, just like he allowed it to happen to Job. Job, just read the book of Job and all of a sudden your life will be great. (laughs) You'll be like, my life's not that bad. I got a great life. All of a sudden you find a whole bunch of things to be thankful for. Job went through it at God's recommendation and God said, go ahead, devil, You you can mess with him, you can't take his life. And he went through it, but he came out twice Twice as good. He had twice the testimony. He, he could relate with people two times better. You know why? Because he's been through it. It's hard for us to relate with other people when we don't have a clue what they're going through. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Like, I just feel so, so bad for you, brother. God bless you. And you're, you're the one going through it. I mean, it's the difference between a hurricane in Texas and a hurricane in The Gulf Coast. We're like, Lord, help them. But when it's us, we're like, Jesus. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so God works on our character and then character strengthens hope. Our hope, our hope, our hope that Jesus is more than enough. Our hope that, that heaven is our home one day. But even more than that, our hope, that hope has a name. That name is Jesus. Where we stand matters. If you didn't listen to that message, go back, please. It sets the tone for this series. We talked about suffering and we opened the door and we said so many of us in this season, we have been suffering. It's been a suffering season. And yet there's a reason for the season. That suffering has something to do with sanctification, has something to do with God cleaning out my closets, that I was just happy to get the door shut. (laughs) It looks good as long as the door didn't open. And God's like, let's address that. Your temper, your attitude, your gossip, your drama, your lying, your lust. And, And God wants my character to reflect his character. It's the difference between a mirror that is clean and one that you can't see any reflection is where you stand. And we said that God leverages our suffering for for our good, that God leverages suffering for our good, but ultimately God leverages suffering for his, someone say the word, glory. You remember Mary and Martha and, and Jesus, Jesus, please Lazarus is dying. Please come before he dies and Jesus doesn't show up. And then when Jesus shows up, he's got not one, He's got two women mad at him. Let me tell you something. You get one woman mad at you, uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Woo. You get two. Oh man. And he got read. The right. I mean, they, they ran out to him and said, "Jesus, if you would have just been here." And what did he say? He said, "This is for the glory of who? God." You know, it was right after Jesus saying the name Lazarus and Lazarus coming forth. Super cool. It's a good thing he didn't just say, come forth. If he had just said, come forth, everybody that was dead would have come forth. But Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And he knows your name too. And he knows how to bring you back from the dead. When everyone's crying. Because they think you're buried. They think it's over with. And God's like, no, it ain't over with. This right here, what it looks like, the pressing and the crushing and the burying and the dying. No, 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 no. No, you see, you don't get corn until the corn is put in the ground and it dies. That. Piece of corn, that kernel of corn has to die. And then why? Because that outside shell, it has to die because the life is on the inside. And when it dies, then all of a sudden there's new life and God will allow you. And God will allow me to be buried and be right in the middle of suffering for this season so that there's new life. God is in the pruning business. God will prune. If it doesn't bear fruit, He'll prune. Anyone ever been there before? Anyone ever been there? Lord ever pruned your finances? Lord ever pruned your attitude? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. Lord ever pruned some relationships that weren't good for you? A little toxic. The Lord's like, we're going to cut it back. And it hurts is for the glory of God. And trust me, we want to see his glory. We want to see the glory of God. The glory of God is what it's all about. Where we stand matters. But it's not just where we stand, it's actually also very important how we stand. How we stand. Let's look at some scripture here. Let's go First Peter 5, verse Peter 5. We're going to read verses 5 through 11. 1 Peter 5, 5 through 11. How we stand. By the way, how are you standing? How are you standing right now? How are you standing? You doing okay? I pray to God that your families are well. I love that song, The Blessing Man. I love that. I, I hope that your families are well and your children are well, your parents are well. Some of your empty nesters and your kids and their kids, your grandbabies, hope they're all doing well. How are you standing? Because how you stand matters. How we stand matters. You know, all you have to do is go to a wedding to realize how you stand matters. I've done a lot of weddings before. You ever seen someone pass out in a wedding? You ever seen someone, their, their leg just buckle and they just go out? I remember being in junior high and we were singing and uh, <laughs> there was this guy they had told us, you know, we were up there for a little bit and they said, hey, keep your knees bent. I tell every time I do a wedding, I just remind them, keep your knees bent, man. Breath mints for the groom. Um, you know, we say the prayer. I'm like, hey, pop one in, man. When you kiss her, it's, it's, <laughs> you want to be memorable for the right reasons. Um, so, so and, and don't lock your legs, bend your knees a little bit so you don't pass out. Uh, All you got to do is stand up for a while improperly, and you can lose it. When you lose it, it's embarrassing. When you lose it, other people see. When you lose it, people out there snickering. You don't want to do that. So this guy, as we were singing, man, he was standing standing up. He was standing up just straight as an arrow, and it was like, I mean, it was like Timber Baby. <laughs> I mean, seriously, America's Funniest Home Video should have been on that. We could have gotten some money at least for it. It was hilarious because when he fell, he took more than one person out. Isn't that crazy? And then we are like, I, we were singing this, oh, Shenandoah, I love you. Yeah, so we were singing this song, and in Italian, it was super awesome, man. It was a special ensemble, and we were singing it, and then <laughs> he just, and two or three people pass out. You know, no, 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 he passed out, two or three people fall out. You see, when you fall over because you're not standing properly, you affect the people around you. Oh, we preach it now. See, people are watching how you stand. People are looking at you. You got something called a testimony. And and you don't have a testimony without a... Oh, yeah, someone over there knows it. Without a test, that's what I'm talking about. You don't get a testimony without a test. So Jesus will allow us to take a test so we can pass the test. And oftentimes when we're taking the test... People are watching how we've taken the test, especially the teacher. teacher's watching how we're standing. God's watching. Other believers are watching. Have you ever seen someone go through it, but they stayed standing, and it strengthened your faith? And you're like, my goodness, I don't know how anyone could have done that except for the strength of Almighty God. And it just kind of rekindled the flame in your heart to know them better, to love them better, to walk with them. Well, this is where we're at in 1 Peter 5. Let's go here. In the same way, in the same way, you who are younger, someone say younger, must accept the authority of the elders. The word there is for pastors. In all of you, all of us, all of us, all of us, all of us pastors, all of us business leaders, all of us mothers, All of us fathers, all of us grandparents, all of us, that means everybody, all of us, we're to dress ourselves, Peter says yourselves, in, what's the word? In humility. Dress yourself in humility as you relate to one another. God wants us to relate to one another. We're not going to relate with each other if we don't have humility. You've been around someone; they always try to one up you. Anybody? Yes. You're going through it, and you don't get five words out about it. what's happening. And then they're like, "Oh, that is nothing." Let me tell you; I'm gonna tell you a story right now, huh? Yeah. 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 As we relate to one another, see, here's the truth: every one of us can relate in the area of pain. The truth is, we pass a mic around right now. Online, you could you could. Tell us right now the pain that you've walked through in these last few months. For some of you, your loved one, your spouse walked away. For some of us, it was a, a death of a friendship. Been there. You have been there? For some of us, maybe you feel like it was the death of finances, the death of a dream, a death of hope. We can relate with each other. You know how we relate? We... Pain is a common denominator for all of us. So we're dressing ourselves in humility. The greatest thing we can put on is humility. Why? Because Jesus was humble. So if we're humble, who are we reflecting? We're we're actually being Christ like. That's what Christian means Christ like. So if Jesus was humble, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and became obedient unto death even the death of a cross having this same mind which is in Christ Jesus if he did that and we do that then people say they're like Jesus I love the story where, where uh, some of the rulers said man these, these disciples like, we, we're not sure they went to school but, um, but they could tell they had been with Jesus See, people around you need to know that you've spent time with Jesus. My papa had this cologne, man. It was called Old Spice. (laughs) Old Spice is popping these days, baby. It's uh (laughs) it made a comeback. Every time I'd hug my grandfather, I'd hug Papa, it was old spice. And as a little boy, i go in there, i take out that old spice, i put it on. Wow, I want to smell like Papa. But sometimes when I hug Papa, what was on Papa came off on me. And I'd like, oh yeah, I smell like Papa. I'm a big man. I'm rocking this old spice, baby. Them chicks, woo, wait till they get a load of this. We can't help but get around Jesus and the fragrance of his humility and his kindness and his love gets on us. So in the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders and all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. Why? For God opposes. Someone say oppose. For God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Proverbs three thirty four: God gives grace to the humble. So because God gives grace, because of this truth, the implication now is, listen up, let's, let's go that way. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. God will lift you up. If you lift you up, God won't lift you up. But if you don't lift you up, God will lift you up. And how many people know that when God lifts you up, you're actually gonna go up a little bit higher than when you lift yourself up? I don't know about you, I want God to lift me up. So humble yourselves, give all your worries and cares to God. Why? For he cares about you. Boy, if there's ever a wonderful verse for 2020, it's right there. Cause he's trustworthy. He can handle your cares. He can handle my worries. He can handle our anxieties. You know, you, you ever been in a place where you can't sleep? You've been in a place where you couldn't fall asleep. You've been in a place where you could fall asleep, just couldn't stay asleep. You've been in a place where your mind is just racing and running, and it's just like, oh, my goodness, and you're tired, you're exhausted, but, man, sleep is, like, elusive. Give all your worries and cares to God. Why? Because God cares about you. Can I just tell you, God cares about you. God cares about you. Well, if God cared about me, then why am I going through this? Well, you might be going through that, but just because you're going through that doesn't mean God doesn't care about you. Joseph went through it and you read in Genesis and it says, and God was with him. When God's with me, I'm winning the lottery, baby. You know what I'm talking about? Don't you, don't you kind of relate to that? Like when God is with me, we got to raise. When God is with me, something good really happened. When God is with me, Popeye's and Gulf Breeze about open up. When God is with me, some of y'all don't know. I guess that's why y'all not. Cla- so y'all don't know. That's all right. Just, just go get you some Popeyes and bless yourself. Ask for the sparkles, a little just pop. Oh my goodness. Trust me. Spicy chicken. Mm. When God's with me, life is good. But Joseph's life wasn't going in the right direction. It was actually going very quickly in reverse. Very quickly in reverse. But scripture says over and over and over, but God was with him, but God was with him, but God was with him. Hey, listen, he's near the brokenhearted. If you're suffering right now, he's right there. By the way, shortest verse in the Bible was about Lazarus, Mary, and Martha and Jesus wept. Why did Jesus weep? Jesus knew he's going to call his name and Lazarus was going to come out. And Jesus knew that because of that miracle that the, the guys watching said, hey, because of this, we're going to crucify him. It was right then when they said, that's it. We are, we are putting a stake down. We're putting a flag down. Because of him, we've had enough. We're going to kill him. That's what the miracle cost. But Jesus wept. Why did he weep? Because he... he feels our pain and he cares about us so we cast all our cares on him because he cares for us that's really good news would you turn to someone right now you're watching online tell someone around you right now would you just say God really does care about you tell him right now come on come on just walk right up into awkward. Say, I'm sitting, I'm sitting by my mother and law i <laughs> my mother-in-law. No, 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 just, just, you know, fake it till you make it. Tell them God cares about you. God's eye is on the sparrow. And if his eyes are on the sparrow, mark it down, highlight it, circle it. God's eyes are on you. And God is for you. He is for you. He is for you. I love this. I love this. So watch this now. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy. By the way, this is fight, not flight. We're going to talk later about the armor of God. We're going to get into it. But you know there's no armor for the backside? The armor is all for front because God made us warriors. The Lord is, Here's you, you want to hear a Bible verse? You want to hear a cool Bible verse? I got it on my dog tag. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. How about that? How about that? The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. And you know what? I've been made in the image of Yahweh. I've been made in the image of the ultimate warrior. So we're not fight. No, we're going to fight, but we're not going to fight in our strength because our strength isn't enough to overcome the devil. Our strength isn't about telling the devil what to do and the devil where to go. No, 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 no. We just live right. We stand on top of the promise of the word of God. We stay in the word of God and we realize the power of the word of God. I hope someone's hearing me. Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion and he's looking for someone to devour, devour, devour. Not bless, devour. So verse nine, stand firm. I want someone to say stand firm. stand firm. Because how we stand matters. God wants you to stand firm. To stand firm. If, if you play football, you understand that your stance matters. Especially if you're on the line. If you don't have the proper stance, or maybe you're a wrestler, if you don't have the right stance, or maybe you're a boxer into MMA, if you don't have the right stance, you're gonna get caught. You're gonna get dropped. You're going get knocked back. And, and scripture says Peter is saying this, and Peter knows. Remember, because Peter denied Jesus. And so after that, he's telling us hey, we need to stand firm against him. That's the enemy who walks around like a roaring lion. We stand firm against him. That's firm resistance. He says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Hey, this isn't a time to be weak. It's not a time to be weak. Let's just bring some application to it real quick. It's not a time to be weak. It's a time to be strong, to stand in the power of his might. Y'all with me? Those masks keeping you quiet. Hey, what would that look like, Pastor Tim? Well, it would look like, like you're willing to go everywhere, but not ready for church yet. You know, I'm just, I just not ready. But you've been at the mall three times this week. And you went out to eat how many times? But, but I'm just not ready for church. No, 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 no. No, you're not standing firm. You're not standing firm in the faith. Faith. We're talking about standing and we're talking about standing firm and we're talking about standing firm in the faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, so if I'm going to have faith and I, I get it, there are people out there, you're not ready to come back. I'm not shaming you. I'm, I'm talking to people that are out and about everywhere, but the devil has talked them out of coming back to church yet. And you and I both know watching church at home in the same as being together. That's why Jesus said, don't forsake. He didn't say this is a great suggestion. He said, don't forsake the coming yourself again. I don't know about y'all, but I had a hard time focusing, listening to myself. That was painful. Watching yourself for months. Uh-huh. I'm taking a love offering for a therapist bill afterwards. My kids are over here. They're doing handstands on the couch. I'm like, this is church. And they're looking at me like, God knew. So if you're able to go everywhere else, if you have a health, a medical condition, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. But I will say this, last week, with two people that are elderly, that came to church. And if we told you like the battles that they're fighting, we tell you how we got rushed to the ER this week, but they were at church. The first time it opened, they're at church. Why? Because they're older and they're wiser and they understand that we're not only to stand firm, we're to stand together and I'm going to close. See, see, you can stand firm, but there's something about standing together. See, see if you really want to stand firm, stand together. Because when I stand next to you and you stand next to me and we're both standing firm and we got a big old 350-pound line, 385-pound line, and we're all standing firm together and we're standing on the faith and we're like, go ahead, go ahead, say hi because you ain't getting through here. You ain't getting my brother or or maybe it's offensive. You're like, you ain't getting to my quarterback. I got you. I got you. The blind side, I got you too. Because we're standing firm. Why? Because we are in this struggle together. Life is better together. God wants us to stand firm, but God God wants us to stand firm together. God wants us to stand firm. So I need you, and you need me, and we is the deal. I love this. Stand firm against and Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same suffering you are. Sometimes we just have a pity party and think it's just us. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. And the truth is the person right next to you is hurting three times worse than you are. But they're praising. They got a song on their lips. They're standing. All right. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So here's some good news. Just get ready for this. It's super exciting. So, so, so. Watch. After you have suffered a little while, he will restore. That word restore means complete. He will complete you. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. And now to him that has begun a good work in you will complete it. I guess that's my timer. He is faith. He's faithful to complete it. He's faithful to restore you. Anyone need to be Restored. Anybody need to be restored. Anyone still need Jesus. Anyone still in a place where you still need grace. Anyone in a place where you still need mercy. Anyone in a place where you still need the loving arms of God to wrap over you and say, I know you've been a prodigal. I know you didn't care about it, but buddy, I am glad you are home and I'm gonna give you the fattest calf and the finest ring and the awesome sandals. You're going to get to experience something you don't deserve. It's called grace. So after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, he'll complete. He will support. That means enable us to stand firm. He enables us to stand firm. And strengthen you. That literally means, in the original language, you want to write this one down. Strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation, a firm foundation. My uncle and my papa, my dad built my uncle and grandparents a beautiful house. It's right outside Franklin, Tennessee, and the foundation cracked. And this was three stories. It' was beautiful. Out near Burwood, Tennessee, but you never heard of Burwood, Tennessee, in a place called Thompson Station. Billy Ray Cyrus, you may have heard of his name, um, lived right down the road, same road, country music singers out there. Beautiful, man, pastures, beautiful. Well, the house had a problem. The problem was the foundation was cracked and it wasn't firm anymore. So they had to lift it up and they had to fix the foundation. Can I tell you that God is in the lifting you up business and fixing your foundation? So all power to him forever. We're gonna to stand together. Listen to this in our close. Philippians 1, three verses, 27, four verses actually, 27 through 30. Above all, you must, someone say must. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. We're citizens of heaven resistance of heaven conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ like Lord let me live a life worthy of the good news that I've embraced Then Paul said, whether I come to see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith. But the church for too long thought that it said fighting each other in the faith. We're the only ones that shoot our own wounded. But we're to fight together for the faith, which is the good news. So don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they're going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ. Anyone out there been given the privilege of trusting in Christ? But not only have we been given that privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I'm still in the middle of it. You know what I love about Paul? I love that even in the middle of his struggle, even in the middle of his stress, in the very middle, he was still standing. And I think the temptation is when we start to go through it to run. Stay! Stay standing. Don't run. Don't flee. Don't quit. Stick, stand, and stay. Stand up for Jesus. Stick to it. Well, it's, just, it's just hard. Welcome. Stick, stand, and stay. Stay right where you are. Move into another city and gonna fix it. There's this thing called a shadow. It going to go with you. Running. I just get a divorce. Is that really going to help? You're just experiencing some turbulence, man. Stick, stand, and stay. Jesus gives a reason for divorce in Scripture according to Moses. Don't shame anyone that's walked through that. But I'm not talking to you. that have a Biblical reason for divorce I'm talking about people just sick of looking at each other Just willing to give up Your kids are hanging in the balance God's saying to you Stand firm Stand firm in the faith Talking to people that You're a single mom You're a single dad And you get up and you do it again You know the word again Because you're doing it again and you go to bed exhausted again and you wake up early. You're taking care of multiple people because you're on that other side. God says just stand firm and stand together. We need each other, church. That's why it's so good to see you guys. I need you. We need each other. We're better together. God leverages suffering for our good, for his glory. I'm still standing and how I stand matters. So I will stand firm. Come, come, come. And I want to stand together. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we need you. Help us stand firm. Help us not to waver. Help us not to drift. God, help us not to bend or to break. Help us to stand firm in the faith. and May we stand firm in the faith together in Jesus' holy name. Amen. If you're here and you've never put your faith or trust in Christ, today's your day. Jesus stood for you. And he stood in the place of condemnation. He stood in the place of shame. He stood in the place of judgment for all of us. And there they crucified him. And he shed his blood because his blood is the only thing powerful enough to pressure wash away our sins. And when his back was against the cross, he didn't quit. He didn't say, Stop! Time out! I'm done. He didn't call for the angels. He stayed standing firm in a prayer that he had previously said to his father, not my will, but your will be done. And while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So, because of that, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. I wonder if you need to call on the name of the Lord. I wonder if you need to stand in the place of needing forgiveness, which requires humility, and you'll receive the gift of God to those who believe on his name, one name. There's one name under heaven given to us. We have to be saved. There's one name. If you'll believe on that name, you'll become the sons and the daughters of God. Even, I love this reiteration, even to those that believe on his name. If you need Jesus, would you call on his name? The thief on the cross called on his name this way Remember me when you come into your kingdom. That was good enough. Guy down on his knees. God be merciful to me, a sinner. That was good enough to the soldier that pierced him. who said, surely this man was the son of God. That was a call on his name. It was belief. If you're ready to stand in the place of belief, I wanna just lead you. We call it a sinner's prayer and it's not about the exact words and where you put, it's about you calling on his name we'll confess with our mouth, that means our mouth has to say something. If we'll confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, God raised them from the dead. Romans 10, 13, we'll be saved. For whoever, whosoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let's, let's do it right now, church. With heads bowed and eyes closed, would you say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I'm asking you right now to come into my life. I repent of my sins I need a savior. Thank you for your blood that washes me clean. I believe that you love me. Believe that you died for me. I believe you rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And I now declare that Jesus is Lord. I give you my life and I receive your life. Now teach me how to live in Jesus' name, amen. Let's celebrate this church on the count of three. If that's you, let's celebrate on the count of three. One, two, three, right now. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Hold it up high.